let us pray loving father in heaven we thank you for giving us grace to be among the living today thank you lord for forgiveness of sins for the air we breathe the water we drink the food we eat for the security and peace we enjoy we glorify your name and say may all praise honor and adoration be unto you now and forevermore now lord we ask please speak to us this day speak to us lord and bless us with your words grant us the gift of your holy spirit help us lord to reflect your image that as we go through these words it shall be a blessing to us thank you lord for hearing and answering in jesus name i prayed amen our high calling january 5 perils to shun O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23 The road through Knight's Canyon, always perilous to the inexperienced traveler, is often impassable in the rainy season. We were very thankful for a pilot in this part of our journey. I dared not look either to the right or left to view the scenery, but holding lines firmly and guiding my horse in the narrow passage, I followed our leader. Carelessness here would have been fatal. Had our horse turned out of the right path, we should have plunged down a steep precipice into the ravine below. As we rode along in almost breathless silence, I could but think how forcibly this dangerous ride illustrates the Christian's experience. We are making life's journey amid the perils of the last days. We need to watch carefully every step and to be sure that we are following our great leader. Skepticism, infidelity, dissipation and crime are on every hand. It would be an easy matter to let go the reins of self-control and plunge over the precipice to sure destruction. Infinite love has cast up a pathway upon which the ransomed of the Lord may pass from earth to heaven. The path is the Son of God. Angel guides are sent to direct our erring feet. Heaven's glorious ladder is let down in every man's path, barring his way to vice and folly. He must trample upon a crucified Redeemer ere he can pass onward to a life of sin. Our Heavenly Father's voice is calling us, Come up hither. The humble, trusting ones are guided and protected in the way of peace. But he who is infinite in wisdom compels none to accept heaven's most precious gift, compels none to walk in the path which has been cast up at such a cost. Everyone is permitted to choose for himself the narrow shining steep that leads to heaven 
or that broader and easier way which ends in death. Amen. The title of our devotion is Perils to Shun. Perils to Shun. Still going from the same understanding that we have had in the choice that we have made to follow Christ all the way, to give him all loyalty, allegiance, fidelity and faithfulness, we have been implored to walk the narrow way. And narrow way is indeed narrow. It has its dangers and it has its perils. Using a natural, a real narrow way as an illustration, we have before us something to chew upon. In those days when they had these mountainous areas where horses may even pass through these ways, a horse who is, that's going through a narrow way, especially in a mountain, mountain area, if that horse or even a vehicle today in a narrow way because we have such roads today that are high up in a plateau or in a highland or on a bridge and if that road is very narrow and there is no barricade to the left or to the right if we make a very slight turn especially maybe on high speed and you fall towards the left or the right what is going to happen is disaster destruction so it is in the christian journey as we have decided to walk in the narrow way we must be careful that we do not turn to the right hand or to the left hand any turn we make will be laden with perils and troubles which we wouldn't want to go through in the book of proverbs chapter for reading from verse 20 we read the following words my son attend to my words incline thine ear unto my sayings let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life put away from thee a fraud mouth and perverse lips put far from thee now verse 5, 25 says let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee 26 ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established 27 turn not to the right hand nor to the left remove thy foot from evil here we find a befitting passage for us to understand what God expects from us as we walk in this narrow way. He has told us here in Proverbs chapter 4, reading from verse 26, says, Be careful, ponder the path of your feet, make it level, and let it always be established. Look straight on, don't turn to the right hand or to the left hand. In this Christian journey, we must be careful that we are not diverted from our purpose. Some of the things that can divert us, like we saw in the devotion, is things like skepticism. Even the pleasures of this world. Here in the reading, we are told, Skepticism, infidelity, dissipation and crime are on every hand, whether it's the right hand or the left hand, they are there. 
it would be an easy matter to let go the reins of self-control and plunge over the precipice to sure destruction. And here is where we need to be careful because it's not difficult. It is very easy to let down your guard and go into dissipation. It is very easy for us to pick up our phones. While we are walking the narrow way, we can just pick up our phones and then you see something diverting your eyes. Instead of you looking straight on before the and pondering the path of your feet and walking right on, if you turn to the right and follow the suggestion that comes from whatever it is in the phone that is taking your eyes away from God, you will fall into a ditch. And then there's skepticism. You may get into a book or conversation or something you watch somewhere that would want to throw doubt into your mind concerning the things that you have already believed. And you may start to tell yourself, I don't think I should have done this. I don't think I should have made this decision. I don't think I should have made a change in this area or that area. We need to be very careful that we don't do that because that is part of the ways that the devil wants to divert our minds from what is truth and from the narrow way. And then there is, like it says there, dissipation entertainments, pleasures of this world on the right hand and on the left. It is left for us to realize why we made our decision and press on and don't allow ourselves to be distracted. If the things that are drawing your attention, whether to the right or left, take you, you can fall into a ditch and a deep one at that and you can be destroyed. The dissipation comes in various ways, the pleasure parties, the discussions you may have with someone entertainment you watch on television whether it is the music or the movies or whatever program it is all these things are perils to shun and then we have infidelity downright hatred for the truth that you have learned before and you become a hater of the truth be careful remember from whence you have come realize why you are making the decision that you have made always remind yourself why you are walking the narrow way so that when these distractions call your attention you may be able to continue and remember that this life is already seeping away we don't have it we're actually dying and remember why you are walking the narrow way because somebody died for you and that's why in the devotion we are told that we cannot go towards the right hand or left hand without trampling on our lord and savior jesus christ god has made it hard for us to do that he says infinite love has cast up a pathway upon which the ransom of the lord may pass from earth to heaven that path is the son of god angel guides are sent to direct our erring feet so when we are making mistakes angel guides are there to call us back to our attention and direct us back to the narrow way and then it goes on to say heaven's glorious ladder is let down in every man's path this glorious ladder represents the son of god and what does it do barring his way that is stopping him barring his way to vice and folly so we are not just left in a narrow way that has no borders that has no bars that we can just fall anyhow there will always be something to stop you so that you don't just fall anyhow and what is that it says he must trample upon a crucified redeemer ere he can pass onwards to a life of sin our heavenly father's voice is calling us come up here so before anyone can leave the narrow way and go into any other 
we whether it is a way of entertainment dissipation infidelity skepticism downright hatred for the word of god and the truth before anyone can go in that direction and go after his desires he must trample on the savior first and that's what makes it difficult but he can do it nevertheless and that's why we need to be careful because the consequences of going back to what we were before is really great after you have understood the love of god after you have understood the love of christ displayed in his death so that he can give us life it will be a greater crime for us to despise this knowledge this action of love of god and still go on in a life of sin the love of christ constrains us if you contemplate the love of christ when you are about to do something that is wrong and you remember that someone died for you and that what you are doing is 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 a spiteful act towards him because he died for our sin and how can we continue in sin that's what we're told romans 6 chapter chapter 6 verse 1 it says how can we continue in sin should we continue in sin so that grace will abound god forbid how can we who are dead to sin live any longer therein we cannot do that because to do that is to crucify the son of man afresh but anytime we are about to do that or we may stray just a bit the angels of god will be there to redirect our feet back to the narrow way so always remember why you are walking in this way so that when your desires are going in the wrong direction because look the problem we really have is our desires we may be walking the narrow way and as long as something has not called our attention we are fine but the moment we see something that calls our attention something desirable which like which was the same thing that happened to eve our attention goes away from the narrow way to that thing that we desire at that time is when we should tell ourselves this thing is not good for me let me turn my eyes away from it let me turn my mind's eye away from it it may come to your mind it may not be something you see with your eye and you may be contemplating these things in your mind and then that contemplation is going to make you do something that will take you away from the narrow way that you have chosen to walk in then is the time to think about your decision and say no for me to do this i'll be trampling on the son of god and apart from that my own life is in is at risk i'm destroying myself in every wrong decision i make based on that i will continue the narrow way and stop looking that is thinking or seeing those things that are calling my attention away from god there's so much that can be said about this but i pray that god will help us so that we are not misdirected or we, we don't look back and say, oh, I, I wish I never entered this way and start to think of the things we enjoyed, oh, the dissipation, the, the, the entertainment and the, the, the crimes or the pleasures that we're enjoying and then leave the narrow way. May God help us never to do that, but may he give us grace to walk on in that narrow way, doing what is right and well-pleasing in his sight is my prayer. Amen. Speaking of heaven, the journey for which we have signed up with Christ as the leader, having gone ahead of us. We are told in Hebrews 11, verses 14, the Bible says that for they that say such things, declare plainly that they seek a country. What did they say? In verse 13, we are told that they were persuaded of heaven. 
they embraced the journey to heaven, they confessed to everyone around them that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So verse 14 says, they that say such things. If you say this in your mind, you have to declare plainly that they seek a country. 15. 15 says, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. 16. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. The point here is being mindful of the country where they came from. If they were mindful of that, their past experiences. If we are mindful of where we came from, the lifestyle we lived, if our attention is always around the habits, the attitudes, the evil desires which we left before following Christ, if we are mindful of it, if our attention is still lingering around those thoughts, we will have opportunities. Satan will present opportunities for us to go back. So, whatever God has called you out from and has showed you the better country, you need to keep your mind focused. We need to keep our minds focused on it and settle it in our mind that there is nothing in this world that is more important than my journey. You know, speaking of being mindful of where they came from, of that country, it reminds us of Abraham. Abraham, God told him in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, God said to him, Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Now, God was calling him from his own country. God promised him the same way he is promising us today. Our decision to follow Christ may have to mean that we will leave some family customs and traditions which we know are not in line with God's word. There may be some partings, some customs, traditional rites, and the communal rituals which we know are not in line with those who worship God. Remember in the book of Corinthians, I think 2 Corinthians 10, where Paul was talking about, we cannot eat from the table or the altar of the devil and also eat from God's table. We cannot drink of the same wine of, from God and also partake in the same ceremonies with the devils. So there may be customs, rites in our own families which God is asking us to live and follow on with him. We don't need to be mindful of that. We need to let it go. Abraham left his father's house and traditions. I was told a story by a preacher that when Abraham was going on the way, his, his family, people in the community, his kindred family, followed him up to Jordan. They wanted to see if he was serious, if he was really going to cross the Jordan River. And so when they followed him up to the tip of the Jordan River, the shore, the shores rather, they shouted as he was crossing the river, Jordan. They shouted, he crossed, he crossed symbolizing so he was serious and that's where the name we have called Hebrews the Hebrew means the word Hebrew means that he crossed 
C.D. Brooks was mentioning this in his sermon. So, they followed him up to see how serious he was. And truly, for some of us, we have to make decisions that will really show that we are really serious about where we are going to. Family ties. They can present incentives to you. You're going to lose this property. You're going to lose this right. You may be the first son. You may be the last. You may be the first daughter. But you may be required to do some things that will deny Christ. Say in your mind, I have given up the glories of this present world. Let it be. As, as the Bible says, Jesus, when Satan tempted him with all the glories of this world, and he said, get behind me, Satan. We need to understand, like Jesus was tempted, he said, the prince of this world cometh to me and findeth nothing. The Bible says that he was in all point tempted, like as we are, but without sin. That is the path which we are to follow. The path where we will be tempted in all points. Appetite, family, friends, influence in the society, or promises of a better uh, pay or whatever people may use as an incentive. We may be tempted in all these points, but since the path has been marked, we will say, yet I will not sin against God. When Joseph was also presented with a, a better future, the wife of Potiphar tried to lure him. He was being tempted at that point. For some of us, that may have been our past, but now we are deciding to follow Christ. Though you may be tempted at that point, hold on. The future is more important than the present. What God is planning for us is more important than where we are now. Those who refuse this, in Genesis 11, the Bible says that some people refuse to hear God. In Genesis chapter 11, the Bible says, And they said, verse 3, And they said one to another, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, and whose top many reach unto heaven, may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad, abroad upon the face of the earth. What did they decide to do? To build a city, to build a tower. God had already promised that he was not going to destroy the world with flood. But these people wanted still to build against the will of God. What did God do? The Bible said in Genesis 11 verse 8, Go to, verse, verse 8 rather, the Bible says, So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. What happened? They wanted to go against God's principles. It may have taken time for God to do this, you see, they built for a long time before God came to scatter. Going against God's principle will lead to destruction. There is no promise. It is death. The end of all sin is death. So, I really want to encourage us, wherever we may be, whatever we are doing, hold on to God's principles. The payment, the salary, what God is going to reward you is eternal life. Whatever we do today against the will of God will not result to eternal life. It will always result to damnation. Anyhow we disobey God, it will always lead to destruction. So do not be distracted, don't be deceived by Satan's allurements. So we have to hold on. In Hebrews 11 verse 16, the Bible says, But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. You may be ashamed because of your decisions. Satan may want to bring shame on you. Let me not say you are ashamed. He may want to heap reproaches, shame 
disgust, evil reports about you because of your decision to follow God. But hold on. Jesus said, I do not come to seek honor that comes from men. John 5, 41. I seek honor that comes from God. That's Jesus. So that was why he settled in his mind that no matter what people were saying, it doesn't really matter. What I'm making sure is that what I'm doing is in line with God's principle. Settle that in your mind too, brothers and sisters. Settle that in your mind. And as you settle that in your mind, understand that God is not ashamed of you. Even if the whole world is ashamed of your decision, hold on. God is not ashamed and he has prepared a place for you. He will reward you. So I pray as we take these words to heart, knowing that we are receiving, we are receiving the smile of heaven. May the Holy Spirit place these promises in our hearts. In Christ's name, Amen. Let us pray. Our dear Father, we thank you for the hope of better things which you have for us. Thank you for also reminding us that we should not be distracted by the things we see in this world, things which we have left before. Thank you, Lord, because the Bible says that you also reward those who diligently seek you. We are even happy that we have found you. The, the knowledge of, the joy of knowing you is sufficient for us. And I pray that you continue to help us to nerve and continue to travel on this road. Whatever may be the challenges anyone may be facing who is listening to this podcast, any consideration that wants to turn them aside, I pray as your words fall upon their ears that your spirit will make it count and give them the courage to continue on the journey. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your blessings. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.